Keys to the City podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. What a weekend we got for you. It is statement weekend in the NFL week six. And let's even say college football. My God, if you are a football fan, you are in for a special, special treat. No, not Halloween treats. No, you're in, you're in football. You're getting some treats from football, from the game of football. But you can also check out Keys to the City on social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, follow or subscribe or listen on other audio outlets, Keys to the City, as well as Facebook.com. Like I said, a huge weekend in the NFL for many, many reasons. Division races. We got a huge Sunday night football game for a lead in the NFC East. Conference supremacy. Two alphas of the AFC conference. Duke it out. And then you got a team that's just trying to get respect from the league and their peers. And that's how we're going to start. We're going to start with, trust me, we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles-Dallas Cowboys game. Jalen Hurts, is this a game that makes him a franchise quarterback? And then we'll talk about the Chiefs and Bills. Are we really just destined to see these two teams go again? And we got the New York Yankees right now live as they are playing the Cleveland Guardians 2-2 right now with the bases loaded. So, Ted, better give me the update as we are going on. But let's oh, yeah. start off with our New York football giants, one of the teams that most surprising coming into this league this season. Not many people had high expectations of the Giants. I think all many Giant fans expected, let's just see growth, development, and progress going into the future. Well, through the first month, it's been more than what we could expect. And one of the main reasons, just like the Baltimore Ravens, has been because of two players. Two of the maybe odds-on favorites right now. Two being the MVP, Saquon Barkley and Lamar Jackson. We know how great Lamar Jackson has been since coming into this league, winning an MVP. We know how great Saquon can be when healthy, and he is really putting it all on display this season. But, Ted, you look at these two teams. One's 3-2 and two coming into MetLife Stadium. One's 4-1. and one. You look at it, I know people might say, oh, this is an easy question because it's a quarterback-driven league. I get it, Ted. But when you look at this, this matchup and you look at how these two teams have been playing, it's all because main reasons could be because offensively, specifically, it's be because of Lamar Jackson and Saquon Barkley. So, Ted, who is more important right now to the team's success? Is it Saquon or is it Lamar Jackson? Yo, so I was doing the research today, you know, and we were talking about it. I was like, okay, I, I got to come up with an answer. I can't be the, the, the guy that goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, I want my gut was telling me Saquon because I'm a Giant fan. That's what I want to hear. He literally, I think about what the Giants have in offense. They don't have anyone except for him. Go look at the guys on receiver. Oh, yeah, you don't know who the guys are that play receiver because they're not anyone that anyone knows. They're not even in your fantasy football league because mm-hmm. they're not even on the roster because most of them are practice squad players. But it's Lamar Jackson. It's it's Lamar Jackson, and for me, it's a runaway because of the importance of a quarterback and what he means to that Baltimore offense. I guess they got out of the inning. Sorry, out of the inning, Yankees. All right, it looks like you can turn that TV off, Yankees. That's what the Yankees offense has done. Just turn them off. Just Sorry, if, it, off. if people are wondering what the hell I'm doing looking around, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just typically Yankees. We got the New York Yankees. Might I got well I just I turn the New them York Yankees. I'm like, I'm, I'm caught. So here's what I have to say. Going back to the question, it's Lamar Jackson. It's a runaway for me. It's because the importance of the quarterback in the NFL league, because I think about everything that the Baltimore Ravens are. They are Lamar Jackson. There is no other weapons. Yeah, you got Mark Andrews, but who's throwing them the ball? Who's scoring? They don't win a game without Lamar Jackson. You think about the two the games that they have lost, the only reason why they were even a chance was because of Lamar Jackson. The Miami game, Lamar Jackson had one of his best games ever. 
Lamar right now, and this was something I wrote down, which you know talks about Lamar's impact as a team. He's 12 and 0 against the NFC in his career, but mm-hmm. he's he's the only quarterback in the league ranked top 10 in both touchdown passes and rushing yards, leads his team in rushing yards, has 12 touchdown passes. He's just he's Mr. Everything for them. And if you go back to his stats, he's actually having a much better season right now at this point through week five than he had in his 2019 MVP season. Listen, I want to say Saquon, but it's still a running back. It's still a running back. I get it. He's leading the leading the team in receptions and rushing and all this other stuff. But it's Lamar Jackson, bro. The whole offense is based on Lamar Jackson. That's what the offense was made for Lamar Jackson. He's your leading rusher. He's their leading passer. If he could catch the ball to himself, he would. And what speaks volumes too, and this is probably going back to what his representation is, this Baltimore team is not a typical Baltimore Ravens team. When you say Baltimore Ravens, first word that comes to your mind is defense. Well, their their defense is awful. I mean, you can go into every game this season, they should, and they could be 0-5 if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson. Look at last week's. Came down to the last drive, and Lamar Jackson was the key component of that entire drive. And I believe it was a third down run that set – that he had like a 17-yard run that set up Justin Tucker's winning field goal. But that's why Lamar Jackson's importance to his team and his success. And the only reason why you would even consider Baltimore Ravens a Super Bowl-caliber team is because of Lamar Jackson. No other reason. And their defense has been hurt for injuries. Their defense has been one of the awful. They had the worst pass defense in the league. Their running backs haven't really done anything. Justice Hill's missed time. J.K. Dobbins has missed time. Bateman, who I have on fantasy, I thought he'd have a decent year. I think a lot of – look, fantasy's been a weird year in general for me. No, listen, their only key component on their team is Mark Andrews. And I get, you're going to say, well, he's he's a stud. Yeah, he is, but someone's got to get him the ball. And someone that has to respect the running I think it's so, I think it's so obvious to say Lamar just because he's literally possibly the greatest weapon in today's sport in the NFL just because I know he's a quarterback, but he is an all-around just fascinating, exciting, the most exciting player in the game of football. Sure, he's Every averaging time. 214 yards passing a game and 74 yards rushing. No I know. Other, I believe – oh, no, that was Allen. Allen's second in the league in rushing as a quarterback. Yes, uh, yeah. For uh, listen, I, I mean, if I had to rank my three best quarterbacks this season, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Josh Allen, it's Lamar Jackson, and then there's everyone else. That's my statistic. That's how I would rank my quarterbacks this year. Those are my Hurts three. Well, those are the three best quarterbacks. I would. Sorry, Hurts is well in the, the sense of like how it's been played. I get it. I get it. But well, Hurts is not in the same league. What he's got four touchdown passes, dude. You let me. He's like what Lamar was like two three years ago. Get to his level. You're still not on his level yet. He hasn't earned the respect. He doesn't have an MVP. He's got one decent season. Well, he's five and zero. The Eagles haven't played anyone yet. But we'll get to that game afterwards. Let me get. Let's get back to what you were talking about with Lamar and say. No, I get. I look. I know it's so cliche to say Lamar and stuff because it is a quarterback-driven league and what he brings to this offense and this team in general, this franchise, and 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 probably is more different than any other year, Ted, because you did speak upon it. Is the fact that this defense is god awful. All your signs point to you. Really can't go wrong with this question. That's the fascinating part. Is that you can't go wrong with this question because both of these players have been everything to these franchises this season. The Baltimore Ravens, I mean, yeah, they have two losses because of their defense, but realistically, if it's not for Lamar, they could be 1-4. and four. We're talking 0-5. And, and for Saquon Barkley, there's a combination of, I get it, the coaching staff, what a great coaching staff can do, but they're not even utilizing Saquon to maybe his full potential. We see that Saquon's leading the league in total yards. We see those, that he's second right now in rushing, only behind Nick Chubb. 
but he's not even getting heavily utilized in the passing game. I think it, I, I know last week, the moment that he went down against Green Bay, and people say, well, they still scored. I get it. They went on a 15-play, 91-yard drive, and big part, too. Yeah, but that's, that's not a typical I get, I get, That's not a typical, not reliable a big, 60 minutes. I get that, and that's a big part of Daniel Jones being making great decisions last week, and he's been he's – been, look, we bash, we've been bashing Daniel Jones for some time, but he's given us points that we're saying, hey, you know what? Not a lot is to blame on him. There's been decisions that he's made so far in the past couple of weeks. We're like, hey, he's doing all right. We can work with this. He's showing his, displaying his talent. I think Brian Dable's done a hell of a job with the limited weapons that this offense has had. I just want to know what this offense would really be without Saquon Barkley. I know it's so easy. What would what would Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens look if they didn't have him? I get that, but it's so cliche. You can't go wrong with either one. I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. I just think this offense has been so bad, especially that passing game has been so. But thank God for the Chicago Bears, because if it wasn't for the Chicago Bears. The New York Giants would be dead last in every passing category or at the, or at the bottom of the league right now. The 31st in yards per game, 154, 26 in completion, 17.8, 29th in pass per attempt, 6 points, 6.4, 31st in yards per completion, 8.4, and 30th in passing first downs per game. So this passing offense has been anything but the, the Buffalo Bills. Dude, it's been dreadful. It's been dreadful. And we haven't even heavily used, like I said, Saquon's talents. I mean, he's on full display this year. And I know it's a contract year, but he's been on full display. And we saw just a glimpse of what he can do when you get him the ball in the passing game. I mean, making people look on skates. I'm going to go with, and I know it's surprising, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. Because I just think with this offense, how... Dreadful it's been at times, and I know the offense second half. This team specifically in the second half, they're outscoring opponents 57 to 22. This is a second half football team. Saquon Barkley, I mean, other than the quarterbacks, like you just named Ted, Mahomes, Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson for MVP, the next guy, with the exception of Cooper Cup, is probably Saquon Barkley, without question. I mean, it's it's an easy answer for me. In the sense of MVPs, like not, not skilled player, not quarterback, Saquon Barkley would be number one in my book. And I just think that it's going to be if Saquon Barkley, 26, gets it going again, I think the Giants could be in a always in a successful point of having a victory. The and only I thing get the same, that, and I get the same thing got to get him the ball. I get that. And the same could be said about Lamar. So you really can't go wrong with this question. I know that it's so, oh, why would you say Saquon over Lamar? It's a quarterback. I get it. I 100% agree. No one's wrong on this question. I just wanted to really see who would we take. And I, oh, I, I mean, I love, listen, I can revert. I love, both of these, I love both of these players. I love Lamar Jackson. I'm a huge, huge fan of him. I think he's a superstar. I think he's a stud. Did you I see, think Baltimore did you see the thing that they the Giants going after Lamar? They have the system. It would fit Dable's system perfectly. I'm just saying, you can't go wrong with any of these players. All both of these teams. There's a reason. There's that'd be awesome. There's a Lamar and Saquon. There's a reason why Saquon and the New York Giants are four one. It's a combination of the D. I know the defense has been playing great, the coaching staff, but offensively, the reason why the New York Giants are worth watching is two six. Same can be said about the Baltimore Ravens. 
and LJA. Well, we'll see. Hey, uh, speaking of those two, we'll find out which one has a bigger impact. I mean, because oh, I can't wait. I mean, there's here, three. There's three massive games. There's let's be honest. Probably this game, four. Well, what makes this game interesting is Martindale's a former defense coordinator. He's a he's aware of Lamar. But but the funny part is Greg Roman was also is also an offense guy, and he knows what Martindale likes to do. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a great chance. Matt's Giants should have some of their key players back, which should help defensively. Leonard Williams Williams. looks like Wanda Robinson could be back. That could be huge. I mean, just a quick thing. Saquon's on pace with with what he's having right now. He's on pace for 2,300 scrimmage yards and 1,800 rushing yards. I know it's only projections and just just what he's on pace for. I don't know what the future holds, but if he stays healthy, Saquon could do some special, special things, as as he's done so far in the first month. Well, this matchup, there doesn't need to be an introduction. We remember the last time these two teams played. It may go down as the greatest playoff game, maybe in the history, maybe to some, maybe the greatest football game and the craziest football game that many of football fans have seen. And you look at how these crazy AFC has been this offseason with the moves, the receivers, the quarterbacks. But ultimately, when you look at the first month, good luck trying to beat with two, these two teams. Don't really see it happening. So, Ted, we get the matchup of all matchups. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs, Bills. You get – it's like a Brady-Manning rivalry. It's just fascinating to see that these two teams – these are the two best quarterbacks in the world right now. And there isn't really a debate to me. You could have a debate. You could try. Go ahead. These are the two best quarterbacks. Ted, you look at how this AFC has been. You've seen how it's been in the first month. A lot of question marks. These two teams don't have a lot of question marks. Maybe if if you really, really want to go under the microscope, okay, I understand. There's no perfect team, but Ted, are we destined to see the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs playing late January for a right to go to the Super Bowl on the, on October 14th? Yeah, this. Right what do you now, mean on October? Don't change your pick. There's no way in the, in hell that somebody in the AFC is beating one of these two teams in the playoffs. Well, well you would have never thought that last year either. But the Bengals made a run. So the I Chargers, could, I, Chargers no. could get help. Yeah, Listen, and then Brandon Staley will go for it on four and inside his first and ten yard line and say, "Yeah, great, let's go give him a chance. Let's go do that." Yeah, there you go. Just say that right you now. Yeah, absolutely. By far, these are two the two best teams in the AFC. It, it, there's there's a whole other level or a whole other tier of teams. There's some good teams in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. We just talked yeah. about Baltimore, but they got a lot of deficiencies. We already know about their past defense. The Chargers, they are very unhealthy right now. I don't know what to make of them. Brandon Staley is very questionable. It almost blew a game last week for them. Oh my god, I still can't believe what he did. But <laughs> we won't he, get into that. He really, he might get his. He might get yeah, fired just because Denver. Denver can't score a touchdown. Oakland can't get in the red zone. They got a whole nother different issues. You know the AFC South don't take anyone seriously. So they're too, and then the AFC East with the Jets, Miami. I mean, come on, Tua. Yeah, it was nice. They're a great story, but he's hurt. They're not consistent, and it won't matter because they won't be playing in Sunnyside, Florida. Late January, they'll be playing somewhere cold, which means Tool will, will cramp up. And, and when I mean cramp up, the game will just be too big for him. These are the two best quarterbacks by far in the league. It's not even close. You could put them one or two however you see fit, but they're the oh, two you best know I, You already know who I got. They're the, oh, yeah, absolutely. But here's, here's my thing. They're the two best offenses in football. You have the two best quarterbacks in football. I think – there's the only deficiency you would say is the Chiefs a little bit because of their defense. They're still trying to fine tune some things, but mm-hmm. that seems to be a question with them every year during the regular season, and then they get it together in the playoffs. 
You know what I mean? If you want to go check out our TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whatever video, we posted our predictions this week. Of course, me and bro- my brother are on the opposite sides of this. Trev took the Bills. I took the Chiefs. I just – Mahomes, underdog at home, never been done. That, that's that got to spark something. And I think everyone, because they're on the Bills, Chiefs are going to no, win. You don't think the Bills are forgetting what the last time they went to uh, Arrowhead? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just oh, saying, I mean, oh, you look at these two I, I, think, I think for your question, this is one of the easier questions that we've got answered right now. Absolutely. If this could be the Super Bowl matchup, I, I would say this is the Super Bowl matchup right now. These are the two best teams in football right now. I watch the Chiefs. They should be undefeated right now. Whatever happened to that Colts game, whatever. It happens in the NFL. We've seen things like that before. Weird things happen. The Bills, I mean, literally they, they were the better team, but they just got worn out in the sunny side of Florida. But that's what happens when you play in a 17-game season. That's why that what happened with that Patriots team is pretty remarkable that they were still able to go – 18s, 19, whatever, and oh, it doesn't really matter because they didn't win the Super Bowl, was pretty incredible. So, yeah, I mean, good luck trying to f- beat these teams because as bad as the Chiefs' defense is, doesn't even matter. Patrick Mahomes could be down 10, 17, 21 points. Well, he was He's, just down 17 on Monday night. I know. I, that's why I said that, and he was down 21 against Houston. But it doesn't really matter. He finds a way to win and come back every single time. And I, guess what? Good. I would say just good luck to anyone else in the AFC for the next five to ten years. Unless something drastic happens, they are, these two teams will either be in the Super Bowl or the Conference Championship and be hosting it every single season. This The way I look at these two teams right now, perfect example, is the Indianapolis Colts and the, and the Tom Brady New England Patriots. Doesn't matter. Once in a while you get a spark. Maybe Baltimore wins one. Pittsburgh. Or maybe Pittsburgh sneaks in one year like Cincinnati did. It's not going to happen more – Nine out of ten times, these two teams will be either hosting the conference championship or playing in the Super Bowl. We've already seen it since Patrick Mahomes has started. He's had the, every single AFC championship game in Kansas City, and I think this year it happens again. Yeah, more or less it's going to be. You, you're going to see these two teams. Thank God that the Bengals, well, we'll see what the Ravens do, and the Chargers have some of the elite quarterbacks in this league too. I mean, you look at these two teams. Ted, you said it, first and second in scoring, both averaging over 30 points a game. The Bills – that defense is nasty. Do you know they got three guys, Gregory Rosa, Boogie Basham, and Von Miller, all ranked in the top 20 of PFF pass rush grades. My big thing about this game is how how's Kansas City going to slow down this Buffalo offense? Because they're clicking on all cylinders. And we know that their red zone efficiency this year, the Bills, 55%. Or oh, no, they're uh, 55%. Percent, I should say, in third down conversions. How are you going to stop this team on third downs? The well, here, here, move, here's the Raiders, the one. Look, here's the thing: the Raiders move the ball on this Chiefs team. The Raiders have a, had a golden opportunity to win that game on, on on Monday night. We know what this Bills team can do. We just saw what they did to the poor Pittsburgh Steelers. They can score in buckets, and third down conversion is a huge, huge part of the game of football. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, the Chiefs, they're second. So who's going to stop stop somebody? That's the question. Which defense is going to make the stop? Hold on. That's why you bring in Von Miller. That's why you bring in Von Miller. So So you you side with Buffalo. More realistically, you're siding with Buffalo because of the defense, whereas Kansas City has, like you said, the more question marks, the holes that they're still trying to fine-tune things where the Bills – yeah, they got the injuries in the back end, but you still have that pass rush that can I won't, get I won't after bet against. I won't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking my chances with uh, Josh Allen. I'm just saying that – oh, by the way, the Bills tied first in takeaways. Already 11. 
The Chiefs don't get turnovers. I have four. They only have four 26th in the league. So this Bills team, I think the big question going into this game, yes, it's a very simple question. The Chiefs and Bills will be destined and will be playing once again in the postseason. Third time's a charm, though. We've heard that saying before. Third time's a charm. We know what the, this series has been the last five games. Three and two, leader of the Chiefs in favor of the Chiefs. Two and oh, specifically, more importantly, in the postseason. Third time is a charm. I'm just saying this team, this Bills team, is like everything we expected them to be in the po- in the preseason. Oh, I think yeah, it's more. Su- they, I think they, it's they, more surprising. And I hated the fact that people were almost doubting Patrick Mahomes, which actually well, makes me no, la- hold no on. Which all? Which I get it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just looking like oh, because they don't have Tyreek Hill. Like, but Patrick Mahomes is supposed to be like Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, he that's has. my question. Not and that's what I'm saying. Is that we we almost discre- but we almost discredited Ted. Rizzo the greatness laid the ball. Did he? Oh, yeah, you're watching now, right now. Okay. We got to, I got it on the phone right there. Second and third. <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to look at it too. I'm trying so, to watch it too. I but. got the phone set up on streaming, so it's second and third right now. Two outs. Rizzo, oh, wait. You got to get in front of the ball. You got to <laughs> find the ball. Use your chest. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are we doing? But All that's right, what ground, I'm ball. To- ground ball. Ground ball. Nice play, Donaldson. First base. All right, here we go. Bottom of the ninth. Right, here we go. Well, let's let's let's, you know, let's continue as the Yankees go into the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. Have a chance to walk it off and go up 2-0 against the Cleveland Guardians, heading over to Cleveland. My big thing is, like I said, is Kansas City going to be able to stop this Baltimore, this Baltimore, this Buffalo high octane offense? Like that's that's what it comes down to to me because this offense. Chad, is the only deficiency you know, the Bills have is they they struggle in the red zone this year. I was looking at their stats. They're twenty first in the league in the red zone. Yes, it's I good. saw. That's what I was going to say. I think eighteen red zone possessions. They only have ten touchdowns. So, well, the good know, thing is about that. The Chiefs third. Something's got to give in this game. Oh, absolutely. I listen. This this. I'm I'm pumped for this game. I I mean the Bills I, this. See, because so you know the Bills want. Everything stems back to last year. And, of question, course, you, the last two seasons, the Bills – hold on. The last two years, the Bills season has ended in Kansas City. Mahomes has yeah. the – he's 3-1 against Josh Allen in his career. Mm-hmm. He's an underdog for the first time in his career at home. He's a three-point underdog. There's so much that, for the Bills in this game because you almost feel like, especially for the Bills, you want, you want that number one seed. You want everyone to come to Buffalo in January because no one wants to go to Buffalo. And – the other big thing that we talked about the last couple of years was that number one seed, the importance of it. Because if you're the two seed, you're playing on wild card weekend. Yep, so everybody it is. doesn't mean you can't win. Doesn't mean I think a team would go into Kansas City or Buffalo and beat them in wild card weekend. But it's just an extra game that you have to play where now you just sit home and rest and you wait for the weaker opponent. I agree. I mean, this game, we already know what the stakes of this game are. The winner of this game has full control, firm control, I should say, of that AFC standings. Something's got to give. Both of these have been the last, the last game was will go down as one of the greatest of all time. We're going to see how this game shapes up. I wanted to ask you, would you have preferred this to be the Sunday night game? Uh, I mean, yeah, but it, honestly, it really doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, considering the matchup, especially now that Dallas has won again and Philly is undefeated. And here's the other thing. As great as that matchup is, right? And that is, that's here's what I've seen. The throne – where we thought Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you know, the king of the leagues and whatever, 
that little dumper that we had of a game, 14 to 12 or whatever the score was, and mm-hmm. such a boring game. This is where it's at now. This is the game. This is the game every year. This is the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady game that you look forward to every year. What I would say to this is it took to what, 2006 for Peyton Manning to, for them to finally win and get over the hump. This is a significant game, too, for the Bills to win because it's if they lose again, you just wonder in the back of their minds, it's like, damn, can we beat them? So, yeah. but listen, it's interesting, but no, I have no problem. Eagles, Dallas, rivalry, NFCs. I mean, the billing is already, Demarcus Lawrence has already come out and started talking junk. Who's Jalen Hurts? Who's he play? And well, I get it. I get it. Who's Jalen Hurts? Really? What has Jalen Hurts done? He hasn't done nothing. He hasn't proved himself anything. What? He's had five games or five and oh. Who have they beaten? It doesn't look, really matter. It's like the same these, with people that do- the, look. These are the games that matter. I 100% agree. But it's kind of like with the Giants. You got to play who's on your schedule. And if you're winning so far, you're winning. And the Philadelphia Eagles are the lone team in the NFC right now or in the NFL currently that is undefeated. And that's a credit to them. That's a credit to the balance that this team has. But it's a credit to also their quarterback right now. And I know that he was in a playoff game last year. I get that. And he made it. And to be honest, not many people expected the Philadelphia Eagles to make the playoffs last year. But they did. They ended up getting to the playoffs. They didn't get any farther. But they got there still. Now the pressure was on all them coming into the season. And I've been saying it. The biggest question mark coming into the season for the Philadelphia Eagles was the quarterback. I I don't really see any issue right now with how he's been playing. So, Ted, when you see this game, you see what Dallas has done. This this ferocious defense against... I, 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 I'm getting the reaction. That's beautiful. I'm getting the reaction. So no, he's no, we're not talking about the 10. Bad call. Well, well stay focused. Oh, Let's stay focused and, and we'll keep watching the game, but stay focused as well. Struck out Look again. Look at Judge? Bader. Oh, God. Judge is coming up. Walk it off. Send it home. Might think five, about this. Five strikeouts. What's Might that? Think about th- oh, my God. He's up. I know. My thing is, hold on. I'm listening. My thing is, this offense has been legit. This running attack has been a legit. There's Absolutely. a reason they're 5-0. and There's a reason why many people have them around the league as the best team in the league, if not one of the top two or three teams, other than the Bills and Chiefs. Ted, is this the game to you that makes Jalen Hurts a franchise quarterback? And I know people say, well, he's he's playing already as a franchise. I get that. But you said it, Ted. No, he's not stated. a franchise quarterback until you get the big-time contract. That's when you know you're a franchise-time quarterback. But what about wins like this? I, this game doesn't make him a franchise quarterback, but this puts his kind of stamp of approval to the NFL, to the crowd, and everyone outside of Philly that he's can and should be their legit number one for now and to the future. That's For me, that's what he represents. Not franchise quarterback, but he, there's an expectation, too, that he should win this game because he's going against a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush. And their defense, actually, I think if you look at the rankings, I think Philly's defense is actually ranked higher than Dallas. I think, But even though, listen, Dallas's defense has been phenomenal. The only defense, <laughs> to me personally, the only defense that's been better is San Francisco. Buffalo right. has So here's, here's, I have wrote down some stats just to kind of back up my thought process. Okay, Cowboys defense, 85 pressures this season, best in the league. 20th, second in the league in sacks with 20, only behind, of course, the 49ers. So what I wrote down was this, was, Dallas's pass rush rate was first at 56%. Eagles' pass blocking rate was seventh. Now, what worries me, though, is you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, 
injury report. Four of their five offensive linemen were on the injury report this weekend. So I don't know how much that will play into a factor on Sunday. We won't know until we watch the game on Sunday. But he's going to have to win the game in the pocket. He's going to have to be able to throw the ball. I get he's going to be a runner. But I feel like Dallas's athleticism on the outside with Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and Van Der Esch and the guys that they have on the outside can be able to keep Jalen Hurts contained in that pot. He's going to have to prove that he's a real quarterback and he's not just, how do we say the word, he's not just a runner who plays quarterback. You know what I mean? Whenever it was Lamar, it was like, hey, how good of a quarterback is he? He's a great runner. Beat, we can know you that. beat me with my arm? Can you beat with your arm? But that's, that's how you be, that's how you become a significant franchise quarterback is you start winning in the pocket. That's what Lamar Jackson says. He's improved. Josh Allen, that's what he's in. Instead of jumping over linebackers, now he's just throwing bombs and throwing for 424 yards in three quarters. All right, that's that's what makes you a top-notch starting quarterback in, in the football league. This is a significant game, you know, because what they're going to say is if – I think it's a significant game for both franchises. Well, absolutely, but here's the thing. There's going to be an excuse already built in for Dallas because Dak's not there. All right? I don't I don't, I don't. don't see any – I know, it. but that's – that it. could be – that could be the argument. I get it. Crown, crown ball out. That's All right. Sure. Come on. Uh, don't worry about it. With, if, Forget if, about the Yanks. They're not giving not, us anything okay. exciting. If if Jalen Hurts loses, though, it's going to be like, well, look who you played. You haven't played anyone. All the teams you played are really poor in the league. And when it came to it, the t- and this will be their best opponent that they'll play all season so far, vice versa to Dallas. This will be the best team that Dallas has played all season, too. So yeah. this kind of puts an onus on both teams. What defense slash offense can prove it, right? Dallas really has kind of picked on – kind of been the bully and picked on everyone. The Rams really, I don't look at the Rams as a considerable offense right now because we know they're not. Stafford, the offensive line, there's no – Allen Robinson's a boss, no Beckham. Really, it's Cooper Cup, and that's it. There's really no one else on that team. Yeah. So, with that being said, this is going to be a great matchup. This this sets up for Jalen Hurts, though, to prove it. Like, if the, if you want to write, is this a prove it game for me? Absolutely. This is a prove it game for me that Jalen Hurts, if he's going to be a franchise quarterback, if he's just going to be one of those guys where he beats up on all the bad teams, and when the good teams face, he can't overcome his deficiencies. This game means pretty much, I mean, this is the biggest game in Jalen Hurts' career. Without question. Oh, absolutely. Sunday the playoff night. game it's didn't mean anything last year because there was Sunday, no expectation for him to be yeah. there. You're, yeah, you you got there, and that was the start of something great brewing for the Philadelphia Eagles. But this game, national televised game, Sunday night football, the world will be watching, the country will be watching, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, a hated rivalry, a lot of junk talk, or trash talk, I should say. It's funny because you look at this. Eagles rank, listen to this, Eagles rank first. And pass blocking, they have a pass blocking grade of first. They're 11th in run blocking. The Cowboys are first in pass rush and 11th in run blocking. So this is going to come down to the ultimate game that we always like to say in the obvious. This is going to be a battle in the trenches. Which offensive line, specifically, which line, which, which side of the ball is going to be the difference maker? Is it going to be that great pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys, or is it going to be against that great offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles? By the way, when Jalen Hurts is passer rating, when he is pressured and blitzed, it's not very good. It's not good at all, actually. Not, not too good, six, huh, No, his passer rating is 66.4 QBR, I guess. Only Kirk Cousins and Mac Jones have a worse passer rating. That ain't good, huh? That's not good. 
So this something's going to have to give for That's this game. That's good, Doc. <laughs> ain't looking too good for him, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> but you did say the Dallas Cowboys pass rush. They get after him. Pass pressure rate forty two percent when blitzing, and over fifty percent. And they still are first when they don't at almost forty percent. So this team gets after you. They make your life a living hell for sixty minutes. Something's got to give about this Philadelphia rushing attack. Miles Sanders. How do you get involved in that? Keith uh, Kenneth Gainwell. How do you get him involved? AJ Brown. I want to see AJ Brown have a big game like he did against the Detroit Lions against Trayvon Diggs. Get your number one receiver involved, heavily involved. This is going to be a toss up game because we don't know what the Dallas Cowboys really are. All we know is that their defense is legit, but that but that offense has question marks. How will Cooper Rush play? And then the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they're five and zero. But a lot of people are not buying into them, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers a few years back, just like the Arizona Cardinals last year. Usually it's the last team that's undefeated in the league. Uh, if it's not named the Kansas City Chiefs, not many people buy into you. Well, this is a game for both franchises to really say, hey, we're in it for the long run. It's a fascinating, fascinating weekend in the NFL. And I know we didn't really get into the college football world, but if you're a college football fan, Pac-12 is going to have a huge game coming up next week, UCLA and Oregon. you got the SEC top eight matchup, Tennessee and, and Alabama. you got a huge big 12 matchup. you got a huge big 10 matchup. There's so much great football. If you are a football fan, if you're a sports fan. you mentioned fan, the Pac-12 game too? Pac-12 is UCLA and uh, is uh, Oregon, right? USC What's, and U- Utah. USC and Utah. Yes, so there's a huge game in all. And think about this weekend. you got Utah-USC. We're going to get to see a real good opportunity from USA. How Penn State, Michigan in the Big Ten. At 12 o'clock, huge game in the Big Ten, Big Ten implications. SEC, 3.30. You get two or 3.30 games. You get TCU coming off a huge win against Kansas, against Oklahoma State. And then you get Alabama against Tennessee. Oh, my God. What a football weekend. I was about to drop an F-bomb right there. I'm so excited for this week. I'm like, what an effing weekend. But even baseball playoffs are just great. But this football week in NFL, you get the New York. We didn't get to talk about the Jets and Packers, but the Jets and Packers, huge game this weekend too. How does Green Bay bounce back after a disappointing defeat last week to the New York Giants? Do the Green do the New York Jets continue to take flight and roll off this momentum, or are they going to be the same old Jets? And then, like I said, one o'clock, New York Giants, Baltimore Ravens, four twenty-five, Bills, Chiefs. Get it. And then the Sunday night football game, Dallas Cowboys. Philadelphia Eagles can't ask for much more as this is without question the biggest weekend so far in the end get bags out get comfortable on get your wings get whatever you're happy with and your happy food get some drinks and wife and your kids to take a hike and get busy (laughs) and even college football if you're a football fan in general what a weekend it's going to be a statement a statement weekend coming in college football and in the NFL and we will continue with baseball as well, too. Woo! God almighty. I love having weekends like this. A lot's going to give. A lot's going to say. We'll see what happens. We are Keys to the City. You can check us out on all social media platforms, Spotify, YouTube. Follow, like, subscribe, and listen at Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We are out. City Podcast.